Welcome, 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 everybody, to yet another episode of The Real World. This is the pull-up edition because it's actually not taking place at my facility. I pulled up to my buddy's spot because I thought it was a great conversation for us to have. Ike, thank you for coming through. Anytime, man. Anytime. Yo, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, Jay-Z's been in the news a lot the last two days. A lot of people have had a lot of things to say. I didn't necessarily want to argue or go back and forth about the merits of him and what he did, but something that I thought about was the conversation that revolved around questioning anybody that's popular. If you question the motives or what Jay-Z did or why Jay-Z did it, most people think you're a hater. If you don't question it, I personally think that you're sheep. So where's the happy medium between this when we have these situations where you can't just say, hey, based on your past, anything that you do is perfectly fine and okay because humans are humans. Well, what are you saying? You can't be indifferent? What if you don't have any thoughts on it, any opinions on it? I think it's cool to be that way. Well, you just said... I'm talking about, it's not me necessarily, it's more about what the, the social media crowd is saying. So I have an opinion, and my opinion based on what we're going through, and I'll just kind of read the scenario for people. Uh, Jay-Z decided to have Rock Nation partner with the NFL to provide uh, both consulting and entertainment. Um, and with that, they're going to do some kind of, you know, social justice stuff. Now, personally, I don't think that Hove needs the NFL to do anything with a social issue. Correct. I agree, uh, too. The other thing is, this is the same person who 16 months ago said that he wasn't performing with the NFL. What changes over the course of a 16-month period? See, I have different thoughts on this, right? Go so, for it. Um, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. So, coming from, you know, I'm a businessman too. So, I I see the business side of it. It's trying to elevate Rock Nation, put them in like a different position, limelight, what have you. But on the flip side too, I have an issue where you you it almost feels like you can be bought out. 
I don't know if that's for a fact, but I feel like you can be bought out. So if you make a clear stance on something, you need to stick with that, regardless of how big the opportunity is. That's that's my viewpoint of it. So I get they're trying to mold this and make this look a little different. Like, no, we are still standing for social justice. It's bigger than that. This is an avenue for us to go in, probably have part ownership in the team and all that. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have mixed emotions about this. On one hand, <clears throat> I feel like, okay, Jay-Z has been pushing the agenda of, you know, doing right by black people, bringing, you know, bad things happening to light and all that. So he might be the best, the best person to get into it. But then again, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. So people always assume that, A, we're hating because we're questioning it. One, I do think that Hove is the God MC. This is what he's nicknamed himself literally since probably like 95, 96. I think right. Jay-Z's probably the best rapper of our lifetime. Or let me clarify that. Probably the best rapper ever. I love a lot of the things that he does. I did not like the S. Dot Carters. I don't think I was a hater for that. I wasn't rocking the sneakers. I only wore Rockerwear jeans because I didn't want to wear the shirts. Like I thought the shirts were corny. So there are things that he does that I don't always agree with. I would have loved for him to have, you know, taken Dame and Biggs when he broke up Rockefeller and brought them along with him. But I also understand that not everybody is able to make every move that you are. And right. just because you're yep. doing well, yep. that doesn't mean that you have to bring people along. Yep. So I say all of that to say, first and foremost, I think Jay-Z is a capitalist. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that Jay went to get money. It's not a bad thing that Jay-Z decided, you know what, my artist can benefit from having a larger platform. What's pretty, what's larger than the Super Bowl, you know, as a one-time event? But, but the problem is he's not saying that outright, though. Right, he's not saying he's anything. He's trying to mask that as something else. Right. right, and that has been my bigger issue right. with all of it. Right. When Charlemagne was the one that actually fucked him, and I'll be honest, he asked him the question, well, what about Kaepernick? And, you know, that's when he made a statement, and I'm going to probably butcher it. At some point, I'll edit this in to get this right. But it was, you know, the protest didn't stop with Colin just kneeling. You know, at some point, you got to have action. Now, there's a part of that I agree with. We can't just talk about protest, protest, protest without any action. The problem is that the action that people are looking for Jay-Z to come, like, kind of pull together, that doesn't happen with this platform. So he doesn't need the NFL to do anything what, with social what you, media. What do you mean the action people are looking what, what action is that? That's, that's we a talk, great we point. Talk, we talked about this before, right? I said there was an opportunity there where a group of black millionaires, billionaires could have come together and bought an NFL team and owned something outright. I remember. That, yeah, it, it's not going to be easy, but they could have done that. But is that but, the action that we're talking about? It's a, it's a very big first step. It's a huge first step. I don't think the purchase of anything is going to fix the racial animosity in the United States. I also don't think that it improves like the relations between specifically black people and you know people who happen to be in authority. Uh, I see it different. So <clears throat> I see it as you have a seat at the table. When you have a seat at the table, it's essentially this big pie of 100%, you own, I don't know, 15% of it, right? You can't just be kicked out. I mean, you can be voted out. Obviously, it's a, it's a business. But you being at the table, you have an opinion. And a lot of the things you would bring up would be taken into consideration. Because if you had all white owners like you do now, 
and you bring a fully black-owned team in there, they could change the way things are done. That's that's a that's a doorway into getting in. You actually have a seat at the table. That's that's my viewpoint of it, though. Okay, so if Jay Z actually did buy, let's say theoretically he bought a team, right? He would be one of the most, and I'm gonna use this word loosely. He would not be even close to the wealthiest owner in the league. He'd be okay. on the bottom end of the list. It's not about that, though. Here's why I say it is. Most of the power play that happens in the NFL is based on one of two things. Either A, you have a status, Jerry Jones. B, your team is worth so much money that you can push around your weight. Again, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones. Or C, you have a shit ton of money and you can say things to people that other people can't. This is how you have the guy Stan Kroenke that, you know, he took a team out of St. Louis and put it in L.A. The reason that the owners didn't balk, he wrote them a check. Mm, I think money it, matters, bro. No, I'm not Even saying we're no, talking no, billionaires. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't, but influence does too. So you got to look at this from a broader perspective, right? Yes, I agree with what you're saying. You have a lot of money, you can push things around. But if you if you, those white owners, this is my, I'm not I'm not a, I don't own a sports team or anything, but this is just me from the outside looking in. I feel like those white owners, they are trying to figure out ways to penetrate into the black community. Be it getting athletes, be it having programs. It's, at the end of the day, it's all about money. And Jay, if he owns the team or a group of black uh, billionaires own a team, they could be like, okay, you could we could be the avenue for you to get your programs through, but this is what we want in return. I don't know, draft more players, have a union, whatever. You know, it's like a it's like a give and take thing because a lot of a lot of the times, what people uh, miss in business is influence. Sometimes it's not always about money. Money is a big factor, but sometimes it's not always about money. There are some things I might be a multimillionaire, but there are some things that you have that I want. I'm like, hmm, how can I get this going? Do I just write him a check? Do we have sit down conversations and have a business transaction to go? Okay, I give you this for this. There's ways you can go about that. It's not about having the most money. Jay Z, for me, it looks like Jay Z could. It looks like he could he could hold his own in a conversation. It looks like he could actually make deals happen. He's shown that in the past. That's why I'm saying the seat at the table would actually help him maneuver and get a lot of things done. That's that's my vantage point of it. But the way he went about doing this now, uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll wait and see what comes out of it. But I'm not a big fan though. I'm not. So, story time. Are you familiar with Branch Rickey? No. Branch Rickey was the general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers. He's the person that brought Jackie Robinson into the fold and had the first black player in Major League Baseball that broke the color line. The reason that I'm making this point and why it's important, Branch Rickey didn't do it because he thought it was the right thing to do. Branch Rickey, again, being in Brooklyn, You see all of these black people that don't come and spend money in your stadium and that aren't in the stands. How do I now get these people to come in and spend money? It's capitalism. That doesn't mean that he was a bad person or that his head wasn't in the right place. And as an ancillary effect, he integrated baseball. But first and foremost, it was about money. It's America. It's always about money. And that is what I'm trying to get people to see about this move with Hove. First and foremost, it's about money, status, and having influence, and I agree right. with you. Yeah. I think that any ancillary effect that he can have on some kind of social change, the NFL isn't the vehicle for that. 
the best the best vehicle he had for social change was when he had a direct line to the president of the United States. When he could talk to Barack Obama about stuff and Barack would listen. The other way, he has Beyonce. Anytime that he wants to do anything, he can literally put his message out to what? Beyonce has 50 million followers on Instagram. Anytime that Beyonce does anything, everyone turns in, the world listens. You don't need the NFL when you can literally beam yourself to 50,000 or 50 million devices like that. And so I'm trying to understand from that perspective and knowing all of that, why people are so, well, this is great. What is it great for other than himself? So you, uh, so you talking about the whole Instagram thing, right? Um, 50 million people on Instagram. Yeah. They read and for me, I feel like they read and they move on. Agree. The, the attention span is really short. And so what is a social program that's funded what, by the so NFL going to do? Right. So you're, you're in the, so, but remember I'm saying his move right now, I'm not in support of it, but if, um, if they owned a team, I think that's different. How many people watch, I don't know the stats. How many people watch the NFL on Sunday? Not 50 million, but I agree. Like that's a, it's a huge number. Yeah. The NFL Super Bowl, is, yeah, all that by stuff. Far the most right, right. And it's right. constant, right? It's not people who are on and off. You have like loyal watchers or viewers who are there constantly. They want to watch training camp. They want to see what's going on. They watch the ads, all that stuff. That's already a vehicle to touch a whole, I think it would touch a, a whole bunch more people than Instagram will. You different get, types yes I yeah agree. The, I agree. The, the people who watch the nfl are really vested in it they buy the jerseys they, they, they put on they pay for cable just to watch it instagram mm-hmm. is like i don't know you know you know my thoughts on instagram like the, the attention span is just not there it's it's i don't think it holds as much water as people who are really devoted football fans okay i don't think it does okay and and on, on the flip side, too, again, I have my thoughts on the whole Kaepernick thing. I feel like Cap sold out by taking the money. We talked about this, too. Yeah, let's dive into it. Yeah. I, Why I, did he sell out? I felt I felt like the money he was giving was hush money. Or, and another way to think about it, that was money that he would have made if he wouldn't have gotten blackballed out of the league. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we know, but, okay, so go to the aftermath he was blackballed he's he, he's pushing things forward he's causing a lot of disruption in the nfl i felt like he could have gone way further than what he did like that the cash they gave him was a stopping point in but i don't opinion, think that I think, his i, I, I don't think th- it is i don't think that his mission was ever to disrupt the nfl and i think that we're <clears throat> a well, lot of times well, is not but it was happening yeah, that, a lot that, of was, time, a, that was a side your, effect. Yeah, a lot of the times that's not your intent. They're trying to bring attention to something and you're like, oh shit, it's bigger, it's getting bigger than what my original intent was. But his original intent as a problem was never fully addressed. It was always about police officers and their treatment specifically of black people. And yes. like we let that kind of get lost in the margins because it then became about Cap getting a job. You know, it became about the NFL and, you know, them banning their players. They couldn't take knees. And then kind of all of those stances, those became the stories. We've seen to forgot that, like, or we've seen to forget, first and foremost, this was a protest about, you know, racial issues that we saw. And while I'm not saying that you specifically forgot, a lot of what, you know, people saw was just this guy's being disrespectful to the flag. So his whole entire mission was always defeated. Like, it was never about that. We wanted to raise awareness. It was what a month ago to the day where you know the guy that choked out uh, Eric Gardner and I can't breathe. 
where he got off finally where you know their last case where his and i put a clip of this on the podcast where you could see the pain in like his daughter's voice where it's just like you let this happen to my dad that stuff is still going on we haven't addressed that and so while everybody is focusing on these issues like you know hove wants to be involved and stuff i'm not mad at the nfl truthfully speaking i'm not even mad at jay-z i want to address the real problems and black ownership in the nfl that ain't on my list of hierarchy for for problems that like we need to fix in the in the country so how do you so okay based on what you're saying how do you think jay-z's current business move is going to address what you're talking about it absolutely doesn't and so my point was don't put it into that pre like that pretense that was always my beef I don't have a beef with him making the move at all. It was always, you don't need to mix your business and like social endeavors and to kind of give it a, like, you know, the headline of yeah. it being social. Okay. It's not about social. Yo, make your money. You are the God MC for a reason. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so we're saying we're saying the same thing, essentially. That's in different variations. Totally. the same thing, yeah. I don't know, I, from- I'm a hustler, what, baby. He's yeah. been a hustler all of his life. I want I want to see him do that because for whatever reason I am personally invested in his success. I want to see somebody that looks like me get everything that they can get the right way. I'd never take that from him. My only thing is you didn't have to mix this with that. Again, do the deal with the NFL. If you think that that makes good business, yo, that's fine. We say things are personal and that things are business all of the time. This is a prime example of it's just business. The business move was to get the Rock Nation artists into this so we can do different things with entertainment. It's great for everybody on my roster. That's it. It's not about social shit. Do you think he didn't have a choice but to say that? Because he's he's almost like probably unintentionally become the face of social injustice with the, with the documentary on Amazon about McMill and, you know, just talking about social issues. I think he's... He's become the face. Even so though he's he done a lot. He didn't, he didn't plan for it, but I think he's become the face. But I think that a lot of that stuff was intentional from him. Like, I love the Trayvon Martin doc. Right. I love what he did with, uh, what's the kid that from New York? Um, the oh, Browder yeah. kid. Yeah, the you, Browder you know? kid, right, right. I love those things and seeing the other side because it's raising that awareness. And that's directly speaking to my, my point. He doesn't need the NFL for that. He was doing this stuff beside, you know, outside of his normal business because he thought that those stories right. were important. No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is he's done so much regarding social injustice. And now he's seen a big opportunity with the NFL. But I don't think there's any way he can just come out and be like, yo, this is all strictly business. This is strictly for Rock Nation. And I'm trying to blow up the brand. And they're like, wait, but wait a minute. You have all these things you've been doing for black people. And now you're getting you're going into the NFL space and you know how we feel about one of our own that was mistreated. I don't think there's any way he can just come in there and be like, this is just strictly business. I don't want to talk about anything else. He, he doesn't have a yeah, choice. He does, it isn't strictly business, but maybe he should have had his PR person give him a better line. I know that he comes up with lines off the head. I'm sure, you know, again, he doesn't write anything. He should have wrote that shit. Like they right. should have had a statement ready and crafted and a and a story behind it. Or if nothing else, I'm gonna keep it all the way real. I would have spoke to Kaepernick first and had a conversation with him. I agree. Definitely. And then it wouldn't have been the narrative where you know you have like Cap's girlfriend coming out later, like yo, they didn't have a conversation. You wouldn't have the back and forth with Eric Reed, where Eric Reed is like, eh, he's kind of a sellout. It's those things that help paint him in a bad light. That frankly, I don't think that's fair to him because this isn't that. 
But I think that he put it on himself. So, like, why everybody... This is why I'm saying a lot of people are saying that I'm hating because I'm like, I don't like the move. I think the move is dope. From a business standpoint, yo, get that shit. Where he messed up is how he's crafted the story. And the story is always way important than the facts. We've seen this with everything. Nobody cares about facts anymore. It's always about the story. How can you sell something? But when you say meet with Cap, it almost sounds like you're saying get permission from No, I don't think that you get his approval. Like, Jay-Z doesn't owe Colin Kaepernick anything. But what he does do, you need to control the story. The narrative is yours to control. If you want to do something, you control the narrative instead of letting the narrative control you. So you think if he said this was a joint effort, that would have been better? If he would have said... Hey, you know what? I did this. I'm bringing Colin on board. We are going to give him a platform to do more with his charities. We are going to push some funds towards that. You would have knocked all of this shit in the butt. And the truth is, nobody would have cared at that point. Cap's getting more money into the foundation that he thinks is good for people. They would have shut the fuck up because it's good business. At a certain point, you got to think about what's good business. It was great business to do the Rock Nation deal. Would have been even better business to give them two, three percent of profits so that they can go and you know do the good work that we want to have happen. Right. I don't know. I think we. I think we should wait and see what comes out of this in like a year or two and see what he does with this. Agree. So I know that we we've talked a lot about this and I've jumped the gun. I wanted to rewind back to something that you said. You brought up the free meek documentary that was on Amazon. Right. And I wanted to talk about that because of how, if I'm fair, what was it? I guess when he was going to jail a year and a half ago, I was pretty unfair to Meek. Did you see the whole thing? What do you mean? I saw it, yeah. All right. I thought that Meek was just being a dick and being an idiot. I'm going to keep it all the way real. So I thought that him going to jail and doing all of this stuff, I'm thinking rapper is just being a rapper everybody's wilding out and doing all of these things. What, like making it bigger than what it really is? No, meaning I thought that like, you know, all right, because I'm a rapper, I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to break my curfew. I'm not going to communicate. Oh, yeah, you thought he like, was supposed to be... Okay, yeah, I thought he was being yeah, a knucklehead. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm going to be real. I was very wrong. Not saying he didn't do knucklehead shit, but... Knowing the story, the way that they told the story, I didn't realize the system was that bad. So, you know, he got time served. I guess he did, what, a year and a half, maybe two years initially. Came home and has probation for 10 years. Things that you or I would do that are not, you know, it's not against the law. It's not a crime. He He would do and would literally get in trouble for it. The most telling one for me was, you know, there was a blackout or there was a power issue. They couldn't fly out of New York. He drove to Philly to catch the flight to go where he was intending to go before. They get pulled over. His judge, you know, hey, come back to court. Yeah, his his case, I mean, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people, but his case was also, I don't want to say it's different because a lot of people go through this as well, but that judge, for whatever reason, she was just zoned in on him. Just just picked him up and wanted to make his life difficult for whatever reason. Uh, you haven't seen it, have you? You haven't seen it. I saw the first three episodes, I believe, maybe four. Yeah. And she, so, yeah, she yeah, really went hard. It was, yeah, it was crazy. And I think that that's one of those things that we have to talk about. And this is how I'm tying in everything with the social justice. Jay's done a great job because remember, he was on the free meat train early. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get it. He's a Rock Nation artist. But he believed in him 
and he thought that what was happening to him wasn't right. And I agree. These are the stories that I want to start, you know, highlighting more often because there are so many times when our plight isn't necessarily taken serious. Like from the outside in, again, you would think that I would know better. I made the same assumption that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people did. Nah, he's just being a knucklehead. That's why all of this happened. And the truth was, we had no idea how deep it was. So, yo, straight up, Meek Mill, I'm sure you'll never hear this. I definitely owe you an apology. I'm sorry that I jumped to conclusions about something that I didn't know. When you happen to be in a public eye, everybody makes an opinion. And they don't have all the information and the facts. And I made an asshole out of myself. So, you know. It's the world we live in right now. Facts. Everybody reacts. Facts. Before you get the background story. That's just the way it is. Now. That's why I tried not to have an episode where I recorded something about Hove before I gave it some time to think about it. Like, I read all of the think pieces and the reactions. I read Jamel Hill's piece. I read something that they did at Slate. I read what they did at Deadspin. Sean King went in. It's a whole bunch of people that are not happy with what he did. Then you have the Stephen A's, the Jalen Roses. A lot of other people are like, great, we get somebody that has a seat at the table. Especially yeah. after they showed that he's going to get some kind of ownership ownership stake in some team. I don't know what team. Yeah. But, you know, like, again, I think that's dope. But that's why I didn't go hard and go, you know, the other way to kind of, you know, tear you him have down. To, you have to wait and see what comes out of it. But, again, that's that's been my point from the onset. Just a seat at the table. You're not going to be as rich as this other owners, but you are there. They get to see you. And there are team meetings or ownership meetings. They get to see you. So, some of you bring out like 10 ideas. They throw out eight. They listen to two. And you keep going. And you keep going. And that's how, yeah. But once you're in there, you're in there. Um, so, we still going to say that the goal of all of this was just to have a black person at the table? And if that if that's I what think you think is. I think that's a good start. Okay. Yeah. I think that's okay. a good start because then you're forced to listen. You're forced to listen. That's all these closed door meetings and all now you have not just people of color being, you know, maybe managers and all that. You actually have someone of color be having an ownership stake in there. They can Well, they're, just, they're being just like you instead of right. them being an employee. And I think that's a bigger yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Huge difference. I've been preaching ownership for forever. You know that. Yeah, that's why I came over here for this episode. Yeah. Like I was like, yo, I gotta go deal with my capitalist boy. Yeah, it's it's very it's very easy for you to be on the sidelines and hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Why do I have to listen to you? What have you done? What do you own? What do you bring to the table? And you you're easily dismissed that way. And quite honestly, it, you might say it's unfair, but rightfully so. If you want to effect change, you want to make something happen get a seat at the table that's real yeah you might not like the message but it's true <laughs> that's how it works that's real <laughs> that's how it works yeah i mean that's it, it's uh it's pretty typical from and i learned this earlier on and just from my culture where i'm from if you come out with really strong opinions people look at you be like okay so who are you again what do you have why should we listen to you and if they dig in deep and you're just some regular, I don't know, employee or just somebody below the ranks, they're like, oh, he's just, he's making noise for now. Let's move him aside and let's get people who really know what they're talking about and let's let's have a meeting that way. That's just how it is. But you know that just shows you that life isn't fair. 
Because the truth oh, is, yeah. yeah, I was going to say a lot of times yeah. people are going to say, well, why not me? Why isn't my opinion, uh, you know, important? Yeah, yeah. Yo, life ain't fair like that. Every, I'd love for it to be that way. It's just not. It's not yeah, the way it works. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has one. I got a podcast. Of course, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, but if you haven't put in the work, uh, sometimes you don't have a seat out there. You Nah. Yeah, I'm like 80 plus episodes in at this point. So I'm like, nah, I want my opinion heard. (laughs) Fuck that. Like, I haven't been doing it for just two. If it was two, I get it. Nobody listens. 80 plus, I will say whatever crazy thing that I want to say. Man, it's been 80? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said too. I was like, wow. Finally crossed that threshold. I'm trying to get 100 out before the end of the year. That's pretty good. Uh, Any last words, bro, before we get out of here? Uh... I don't know. Keep doing what you're doing. I love your topics. This was a good one, really. I think what was the what was the topic? The last one we did. What was that called again? We were just talking about just how you saw the world and like the culture, just oh, because you yeah, were different. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you yeah. see things from a different lens. And again, still, this is one of those. Do. Yeah, I was gonna say this is one of those things. Yeah. Like I knew you were a capitalist. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, when you say it like that, it sounds bad. It's not bad, bro. Like we're the, you're the one that's super successful. Like I said, we never say a bad word about you. Like when it comes to like your business acumen and the way you move, like you're a dope person. Like I like the moves that you make. You know, financially, like I might not love you on the basketball court. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not that you can't play. You my man, hundred gram. But you know, like nah, I think it's dope. Like you need to have people like you um, that are in your circle. Like, you teach me stuff all of the time. Like, I was just telling your wife. I'm like, yo, Ike is one of the few people that I will actually listen to when it comes to most things. Ike's a really knowledgeable guy. So, nah, keep that going, man. We need people like you to, to kind of make it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You could be the cruise, Jay-Z. <laughs> See? He likes that, too. Yo, wanna appreciate, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening to another episode. You know the deal. Ball players on a rap. Rappers want a ball. I just want a podcast. This is Darrell of the Real World, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.